0: Here at She's in the Game, we acknowledge that this episode is recorded in the lands of the Wongal people and pay respects to their Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people listening with us today.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of She's in the Game with Hannah Darlington and my co-host Maitland Brown.
0: Hello. First step. Yeah, we're
1: see ready
0: to we go, go, aren't we? Here we yeah, go. CC, yeah. ah! <laughs> we're complete noobs. <laughs> <laughs> all no, right. no. We've no. got
1: a bit to go through We'll get today. better, we'll get better. There's always going to be one yeah. awkward silence for the first <laughs> bit, but pretty much she's in the game. How did this come about, Mado?
0: Uh, well, we've all – well, I mean, both of us have, have uh, mentioned that we both wanted to do a podcast. Um, And one day I was, I was doing a running session around here, uh training at CC. We're filming – um, we just had a little sesh this morning, so I'm nice and sweaty and stinking up this room. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just doing a little running session, um, CBAS, our PDM came out and she was talking about starting a podcast and, uh, I got a bit of FOMO from that and I said, Hey, why don't we just get on it? You know, there's, there's so much happening at the moment in the cricketing world in terms of the world cup and the WPL starting and, you know, we're just going into our off season. So we're looking for something to do. And we thought, why not jump on the bandwagon and uh, start a potty? So She's in the Game was born.
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool how we can think about giving a bit of an insight into our life. I feel like social media is really cool. We get to show everything. But not often do we get to sit down and just have a chat. Like, yeah. I feel like we're sitting here having a coffee about to just have a chat about what we would normally just talk about in our day-to-day life. And it's pretty exciting. Like, we get to just sit down and have a
0: chat. Yeah, exactly, and that—that's sort of what we want to do for you guys listening out there—is just to bring you to the coffee table and hear us talk smack and and all things about what's happening in the cricketing world. And um, yeah, any suggestions? Hit them up uh, on the on the on the Instas. We've got uh, she's in the game pod and TikTok. She's in the game. All of that jazz. We'll make sure it's uh, in the descriptions and whatnot. You'll be able to find us. But yeah, we just thought that why not? Let's let's get into it. So. Um, We've got a special guest we do. in our first episode. We're <laughs> going to have
1: some special guests uh, throughout the season. But our first one
0: today is... Let me get the drum roll button.
1: Our very own Maitland Brown. Me! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Process, I'm a special guest. Yeah,
1: pretty much. The thought process is: why I do a podcast and share other people's stories if the the followers don't know about ours? Yeah, I think we're pretty important in this podcast. We're we're doing a lot of work here ourselves, and Maitland Slaven away doing the editing. So I thought I better <laughs> give her a segment and let her yeah, talk. Get, about I get her to story. go first. We'll have
0: a special guest next week. <laughs> Who Dollington. is Hannah Donington <laughs> exactly? So, um, yeah. So we'll just just get into it, my my story. A little bit about me. Wingham Gal. Wingham Gal, yeah. So um I grew up in on the Mid North Coast in Wingham and I actually didn't watch any sport growing up really. I was like so obsessed with that's so Raven and Hannah Montana and all the crap that was on Disney Channel. Um and never really watched a lot of sport. Like my um my family are pretty sporty but um yeah, mainly like golf and horses and uh, mainly golf really. <laughs> Um, my dad and my brother are obsessed and we all actually used to play golf um, a lot growing up. So, yeah, I never was one to grow up watching and idolizing cricket until I was a little bit older. And um, my brother and I would always play, except for when I went to my Nanopops. That's that's where it went down. It was in Nanopops' backyard. Um, my brother and I would always play yeah, backyard cricket. And we actually didn't even have a bat. We used an axe handle and a tennis ball yeah yeah so like yeah obviously no axe head yeah no axe head no axe head so we just used axe handle and a tennis ball and um this tiny little concrete path that um that was like so small we used the the clothesline as a stump so we had very small targets so you know it was just really setting us up for success later on down the track with the hand-eye coordination but um yeah so we used to play cricket all day like um when we get dropped off to when we went home and um, we never, but when we went home, we never played cricket. It was like the only time that we played was at Nana place. And, um, I was speaking to my brother the other day and we were just reminiscing about it and how competitive we used to get. And he's a couple years younger than me and he knew how to get on my nerves. So, um, I got do. a little bit feisty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that a little bit later, but, um, yeah, so, so we yeah started playing in the backyard and, um, when I was in year six, it was my, La- yeah, I-, I wanted to be in every sporting team before I left to go to high school, um, and one of the sports was cricket, and uh, I thought oh, I'd be all right at this. Like you know, I played a fair bit in a b- pop's backyard, um, and so yeah, had a crack at it. It was the only boys' team at school, um, and Mr. Tyson, the PE teacher, must have saw some potential, and he he picked me. And a couple of the boys are um, a bit dirty, I reckon. There was a bit of a blow up, you know, uh, um, a girl trying out in the boys' team. Um, but I'm glad I did. And um, yeah, and so I remember playing my first game and even though I'd never played properly before, I thought I was really good. Oh, the confidence. <laughs> yeah, the confidence. Because <laughs> I was a sporty gal, you know, I was a sporty gal. Um, I was, yeah, I grew up playing soccer and, and golf. So um, I was athletic. I had somewhat of an athletic ability. Um, and yeah, I remember after that, um, I my brother and I finally got a a backyard cricket set. Um, and we got this probably from Big W or something, this really just ordinary bat. And, um, and we would play, yeah, like I said, all day and, um, yeah, going back to the feisty moment. Um, and actually when we first got the bat, I went to knock in the stumps and, the complete noob that I was, I just used the face of the bat oh and not. You cannot
1: tell many people yeah, that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like there were the biggest dance like right in the front of it, and I, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I showed you where the middle was really, um, and yeah, the the feistiness, Um, one day I got out. The bat didn't last very long.
1: Snapped handle, toe, yeah, yeah. everything, yeah.
0: the face <laughs> basically cracked. basically just like <laughs> grabbed it, got out and I went, no, and just had a raging moment and just kept slamming the bat on the uh, on the concrete until it snapped. And um, yeah, I was a little bit feisty, it got under my skin and that was sort of the end of that bat. Um, and yeah, later on down the track, we, we had to crack out that, that axe handle again, but later on we got real cricket bats because we um, joined the local cricket club and um, that was really cool because I played alongside my brother, and he was really good. Actually, it was a leggy, so all the leggies back then used to take all the wickets because they were just floated Leg- up. Slow no one had big- any. Idea. No one- I still don't have. Yeah, any yeah idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no one knows how to play spin, <laughs> um, unless you, yeah. So yeah, he used to take so many wickets, and um, and I was a fast bowler. I don't know what I was thinking, starting off being a pacy. And you know, I wish I would have taken a spin, just given my back a little bit more of a rest. But can't you bowl left arm orthos? Yeah, yeah, I actually can. <laughs> Fun fact: I can bowl left arm orthos. Um, Fun fact: Hannah Darlington has run past these. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've taken a couple of polls, so just watch out. Um, that's the future, future me when I can post pregnancy. Post pregnancy, when I can't mm. run in without peeing myself, I might <laughs> just take it easy and bowl left arm orthos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah so I was yeah bowling pace and um and yes you know a bit of a tail ender just across the line hack you know yeah. as we all are growing up unless you grew up I feel like people who grew up watching cricket I feel like a lot of them they are batters and they better. just they just look better they just knew what they were doing um so yeah grew up playing wingham um played with all the boys basically growing up and I think that's a pretty Similar story um, for most girls, um, sort of our age, as we grew up playing boys cricket. It's really cool to see now so many um, female-only teams and so many girls playing that as well. So it's really special to see how much it's changed. But um, yeah, grew up playing boys cricket and then um, eventually made the New South Wales team. Oh, the Invitational team, actually. It was like the next person to get picked in the New South Wales team. They all got them all together and played Invitational. So in my first year of cricket, so that was cool. Um, And then, yeah, basically I played a lot of sports growing up still. I was playing hockey, but I was always away for the semis and the finals and all that because um, I would always – that's when cricket season would start and I'd have to duck off and and get into that. But I remember um, I found myself in – playing in that girls rep and I didn't know that other girls played cricket and I thought "Oh, how good is this I'm just going to get picked in teams just because there's a lack of numbers here Um, but then yeah soon soon came to realise there were actually a fair few girls who were playing cricket and and, yeah it was really really cool to be able to play alongside girls rather than just just boys all the time so it was really nice and um, yeah I'm still really Close friends with most of the girls that I grew up playing with. Um, yeah, grew up playing with alongside Ash Gardner and under-15s and Lauren Cheadle and, and Lauren Smith as well, which are my current Breakers teammates. So it's pretty special to, um, yeah, grew up together playing cricket. And um, I remember I was playing in the North Coast, um, the, like the zone up there. We had, we Country had Academy. Together. Yeah, yeah, Country Academy, yeah. Um, thanks, Hen. <laughs> Your story, right my story. <laughs> Country Academy. And, um, I remember Michelle Gosgo came up to me and she said, oh, hey, how you going? Like, have you, um, are you, are you coming down to Sydney to play? And I was like, oh, what's got, what's down there? Like what's happening in Sydney? Where's Sydney? Sydney? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been to Sydney like three times. <laughs> the first time I've been, yeah. Um, never been to on the Pacific Highway. <laughs> um, yeah. So she, yeah, she told me about this, um, women's grade cricket going on down in Sydney. And at the time, yeah, I was still, um. You know, I played in the, the country um, North Coast team and all that, but still had no idea about um, cricket in Sydney. I was, like, so out of the loop. I usually just, like, I was very grateful for my parents. They spent a lot of time in the cars um, carting me around to lots of different places. But, yeah, I would just sort of roll roll with it, go with the flow. And, yeah, Michelle Gosgo asked me to go and play for the Sydney Tigers when I was a youngster. So that's how I um, got down to Sydney. And I'm very thankful for that because I think – yeah, had I not sort of known that there was that going on down there and um at that young age as well. Um, yeah, I think I might be set back a little bit. So yeah, on your Goz. Shout out to Gozzy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and then so yeah, I played played a bit of grade cricket growing up and um and I played alongside I, I started, yeah, playing in the New South Wales pathway and when I got a bit older, um, I was in year twelve and made the Emerging Breakers squad. So that meant I could tag along to the breakers trainings um, midweek, so I only went down maybe maybe three or four times throughout the season. Just how long was the drive? Yeah, like four and a half hours. Yeah, trek, <laughs> you yeah, trek, trek, especially considering I was still at school. So, um, yeah, it was a long a long trip. I'd, I'd sometimes leave school early, and then Dad would drive. I'd train, and then we'd get back really late for school the next day. And um, it was a pretty tough. Yeah, it was pretty tough and you know, mum and dad, I'm very thankful once again for the amount of time that they spent in the car. But um yeah, unfortunately, because I wasn't sort of in and amongst the squad and um, I wasn't channeling all of my energy into trying to be a professional cricketer because I had, you know, I was, I don't know, I was just a bit like out of it. I just didn't really like just think. A couple of yeah, things. Yeah. I just like didn't really think that I could be a professional cricketer. And because I never grew up watching as well. And I was still, I still didn't like watch a whole lot as I was playing when I was younger. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't really think of it as a career path. Um, so yeah, I wasn't pushing them all the time to go down and, um, that actually led me to get dropped from that emerging, um, breakers squad. And it's really funny because Leah Pulton was the one who called me and told me that I wasn't going to be included in the program the following year, which is, um, she's our high performance manager here. And she's the one who does all the contracting here. For, she's uh, paid you back yeah, she's made me back. She's made me back. She's, um, yeah, she's good. But yeah, I, I look back on that moment and, um, and yeah, I remember when I got the phone call, I was, um, I was like, oh yeah, that's all right. Like I'll just go and have a gap year in Europe and play a bit of cricket and maybe I'll go to uni and do something. Um, And I still, I never was just like, yeah, like I'm going to be a professional. I, I just played it because I really enjoyed it. And I played with so many great girls that I loved going down to Sydney and playing. And, um, one of my teammates down there was Andrieks and Andrieks plays for the ACT squad. And, um, she was traveling to Sydney to play, um, when she lived in Canberra. And, um, I remember, yeah, I took that gap year, but I didn't go to Europe cause I, I was a busted ass waitress and I did not have enough money to go. I go to Europe, just got to yeah. find the money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As everyone does when they finish school, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go to Europe. So I was just like so out of it, and not yeah. So anyway, I didn't do that. I just worked as a waitress, um, in the local cafe, and went. Uh, spent my weekends traveling down to Sydney and playing on the weekend and um, playing grade cricket and um, yeah, just doing it because I loved it. And you know, whatever sort of happened in that space happened, and um, and it did. I was actually um, I was home. I was at the pub on a Wednesday night. On a Wednesday, yeah. Well, I was playing in the pool comp. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't getting on the source, Don't worry. Um, yeah, I was just hanging out with my mates, playing playing pool comp, and I get this phone call. They go, hi, it's um, it's James Allsop from the ACT Meteors. and I and I was like, hang on a second, and it was really noisy, and I'm like, sorry, the yeah, I was like, sorry, mate, (laughs) like, I'm like, yeah, hold my spot, um, I'm like, who's this? Sorry, who's this? And then yeah, explained, um, James Allsop at the time was the coach of the Meteors and that's the ACT squad, and he said, oh, Andreeks has mentioned your name, and um, we'd really love for you to come down to ACT and. Um, and train on with us unfortunately we've you know got given out all our contracts and um, so we wouldn't be able to to give you a contract but if you come down and, and train you know there's a potential to um, see what happens kind of thing so I went oh how good's that and I went on to Google Maps and looked at how far it is to get to camera and it was seven hours plus so um, a decent hike um, but I yeah had a bit of a halfway stop in Sydney um, that, that broke up the trip but yeah so for the for the next year um, after that phone call Well, for the next few months initially, um, I travel down to Canberra for a couple of weeks, um, train with the squad, and then I'd head back home for a while and do like whatever I could at home. And at the time, yeah, it was probably seven years ago, maybe. So yeah, I'm old now. (laughs) No, but yeah, I was young going into it. So yeah, seven years ago or so. it wasn't as professional as it is now. Like I wasn't um, training in the gym as hard as I am now or or same with running. Like it was all very um, skill focused um, as opposed to actually trying to develop an athlete. It was more cricketer than athlete, um, I would say. So yeah, just sort of, yeah, rode the wave and, um, still not thinking that cricket could be a career kind of I was just like yeah this is cool like how good's this and I think that sort of maybe it didn't put any pressure on me um which is good thinking back just that lack of awareness um (laughs) so yeah I made my way down to to camera and and did that for the pre-season and um next thing I knew I got this email saying that you've been selected to go away to the team um for the Perth round so I was like oh whoa and Um, I was really, I was like, I I was like, where's Perth? (laughs) So, I, yeah, I basically, um, headed over with the squad and, um, and found myself debuting at the WACA and that was the light bulb moment for me. Dream, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually my first wicket was, um, Elise Villani, LBW. So yeah, everyone, everyone got around me there. I I remember that first wicket, um, but yeah, that, that moment and, and Ange presented my cap and that was really special because, yeah, I'd always looked up to her. I even remember travelling to Sydney when I was younger. Um, not, a, not my very first trip was anymore. <laughs> I've been to Sydney before. Um, and I got Ange's autograph at, at a breakers thing, which was really cool. So um, for Ange to present the cap to me was really special. And um, yeah, and I remember that moment because that was a moment where I was like, oh, I can do cricket as a career. <laughs> light bulb yeah light bulb just was at the, the moment ask. that was <laughs> my
1: question it was like what was that moment it was so it was the back like the cap getting presented to you that was the moment this is actually a job I can do
0: yeah yeah I think so and I think um the whispers about how the game was about to turn very professional like we were sort of coming towards the end of an old MOU that um didn't really yeah respectively play the the hard work that that um that yeah, cricketers were, were putting in. So, um, I think I was just coming into it as a really special time and yeah, just being in around a group that is, yeah, a professional environment as opposed to just myself training at the local nets at home. Um, I think all of those factors came together and yeah, when I got the cap and when I was out there in the middle taking wickets, um, I think, yeah, that's when I was like, all right, well, yeah, this is it kind of thing. Like I really want to do this. And I also remember getting my first, um, pay slip, but it wasn't a match payment or anything. No, we didn't get match payments back then. And also if you played a certain number of games, you didn't get upgraded either. Um, thank God that, that that's a um, a policy now because, yeah, it was really hard. I, I still lived at home and played for, for the Meteors. But, yeah, doing the remote training was really tricky And because I wasn't able to, like, fund – I wasn't able to just pay for rent down there because I earned Buckley's as a waitress. So, um, yeah, but, I, I yeah, I remember, yeah, just being in that environment and and – yeah, the the payslip, that's right. Um, so I got this payslip, but it was just the away allowance, so like the money that would pay the food. a night. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was 30 bucks a night. Or Spot something on. like that. And I was, I screenshotted it and I sent it to one of my mates. I said, How good is this? I've just I'm getting paid to play cricket here. My like, pub feeds getting paid yeah, for it. Yeah, exactly, literally. But the thing is I would like get whatever the cheapest meal was, basically, and then try to pocket the rest. And I was like, Yeah i'm just uh, yeah yeah i'll just have the um yeah the entree size things and yeah i am a member Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i would yeah i would save the the rest of my payment and then i would go and treat myself and buy a new pair of shoes or something or um and yeah it's really funny and yeah, I, I remember just sending that and thinking that that was the greatest thing now. And, and now looking at the game, it's unbelievable that, yeah, the amount of money. And, and yeah, as we mentioned earlier, the um, IPL auction last night, Ash Gunner Crazy. being paid over over half a million bucks. So, yeah, it's Ash's pretty. Ash's shout for coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ash, um, do you want to be a guest on the podcast? You are shout. Bring the coffees. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of my journey into – Actually being a professional athlete and um, the following year I was given a contract and then I moved down to Canberra and, um, and Davey, My fiancé moved down as well. So that was really nice. And um, yeah, we stayed in Canberra for about four years, I'm pretty sure. Flew by. It actually flew by. I could Canberra. not believe it. Yeah. I loved living in Canberra. I reckon Canberra is super underrated. It's Come a cyclist, at me if you think otherwise. But. It's a cyclist dream. Yeah, I it reckon is. it's
1: got the best running and cycling tracks yeah. in the country. It's just so cold.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. I Actually, oh my gosh. So we would do pre-season and it would be minus because at, at the time again, um when the game wasn't as professional, um and most of the girls worked still, we would train. It would be like at si- it would be like 6 till 9 or 6 till 8:30 or something, so training in the morning and then in the arvo from like 4:30 to 6:30. So the coldest times of the day. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, a few times we, when we rocked up would be zero or minus. I remember doing a 2k in minus seven. That was. Okay. In that conditions, what are you wearing? Okay. So are you peeling off well, layers most, after 500 or? <laughs> no, no, you're not actually. So most of the, uh, most of the preseason that I did in Canberra was, I was just used to wearing like three layers. So we'd rock up, um, on the bottoms we've got Big thick like snow socks because when you get when your toes and hands snow get socks yeah well like you know the thick the really thick woolly socks wow yeah so really thick socks because <laughs> toes and fingers get very cold and then you then you cold yeah. then you cactus okay. um and then it'd be tights um and long pants and then on up top we got um uh, what is it uh like just a normal training shirt okay yep. And then a long, a uh, long sleeve shirt. Sorry, training shirt, hoodie. So three layers up top, and beanie, and gloves. and the beanie, yeah, and gloves. I expected the but gloves. Gloves. Oh, I had to invest in gloves. Okay. I hit up Macpac and Kathmandu at the uh, the DFO, and and that was my saviors, getting Staple. quality gloves. Okay. Um, and then basically that would be the kit for the running stash. So yeah, in the minus seven, we wore. I wore all of that. Didn't take it off at all, and. Yeah, went absolutely shocking and we redid it like two weeks later because everyone went really bad because everyone was just like, what is this everyone was conditions? frozen Literally. <laughs> crazy. We should just postpone it till it was at least light because it was dark when we were doing it. Yeah. It was so early. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, we got through it and it's just a moment that's just defined me and given me resilience. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it, it
1: was podcasts? hell. It
0: was pure hell. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, pre-seasons in Canberra. Um it was a really it was a really great time for me because it was a team where I um you know, got a lot of opportunity and really developed and grew as a player and um and I got I've got picked up in Big Bash, played for the Renegades for a bit. Um and then yeah, I was just able to grow and have opportunity that I probably didn't elsewhere. At the time the Breakers side was absolutely stacked like um Sarah Ailey, Pez, um Midge, Nick Rach. Carey, everyone, Rach, let me just keep rattling on the, Insta- the whole Australian, Australian team. <laughs> yeah, literally. So it was a team where, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have fitted in. I would be on the sidelines. So I was really grateful for that opportunity down in ACT where I could, yeah, flourish and grow as a player um, and have opportunity and experience and games. And um, and I studied whilst I was down there. I studied industrial design. So um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was something that was like completely different to cricket and it was really nice for me to find balance outside of so that I could just sort of reset, not think about cricket, think about making things look cool and just being a um, I can't, <laughs> a designer, um, yeah, in a space that I was, yeah, totally new, totally foreign um, and yeah, a lot of things that I learned. Um, yeah, just a nice reset from cricket basically. And I'm really glad that I did that. Um, not doing anything with the degree at the moment, but you still sell wallets. Yeah, I still do fun things. I, have one. I just make stuff. Um, so yeah, I basically did that. Canberra sort of naturally came to an end. Um, Davy, my partner, was moving up to Sydney, and, uh, and yeah, I wanted to, to head up here and um, come back to the Breakers, and yeah, that that's sort of how the journey. Um, how the journey went, we I would say. We were stoked say. to have you. I, th- I remember
1: the first time I heard that you were coming to the Breakers, and I was like, "This is gonna be Slay. sick!" Yeah. And then you were in the gym, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've never met Megan before,
0: <laughs> and now look at us!" Yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was actually really funny because like I'd obviously played against a lot of you guys, but I also played a lot with with you guys, like Ash, Laws, Laws. Yeah, as, as I mentioned before, and so it was really nice to come back to an environment where I already felt pretty comfortable. And to play alongside girls who, yeah, I'd been in teams with before just when we're a different age and probably a lot stupider and sillier. <laughs> um, it's really nice actually being able to look back and, and Lauren Smith and I and, and Cheats as well. Um, yeah, talk about our, our funny times in, in underage cricket. And um, and yeah, it's just, it's really nice because it, it was just easy to bond and gel with the squad. And um, yeah, and just, just to be in a, in a new team, it was just a nice, yeah. Just beautiful, lovely.
1: It was, yeah, we loved <laughs> having you. Yeah, we still it was cool. love having
0: you. I reckon we've definitely got to have a segment at
1: some point on what the four of you, including Ashgar, yeah. got up to in underage. Yeah, cricket. we've,
0: oh my God, we did some real cringy I've stuff, man. I've heard some stories
1: <laughs> and I, I was in the underage pathway a couple yeah. years after and I was like, we definitely did not get up to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, we just we were just so silly. We just had a good time. We enjoyed silly each other's kids. company. Yeah, we were silly kids. But you loved playing cricket. Yeah, we loved cricket. I, I even have some embarrassing videos. I reckon they're right at the bottom of my Instagram feed of us when we won. I'll we always beat the Vicks. Watch out on the TikTok. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some videos. <laughs> and we like we sing the song and we bang on the lockers and we're all just like, literally like we'd won a World Cup and yep. we won the the underage championship. Like it. it does. It's I too. love it.
1: Yeah. Now, you have been a, a little bit humble. You've had a, a bit of success over the, the couple of years. So you came back to New South Wales and you, you spent some time in the Australian squad. You've had yeah, I didn't even mention that. You have also <laughs> been a part of a pretty successful Sydney Sixers unit. There's Facts. a bit more to your story, I reckon, to, yeah, to share. Yeah, it's
0: hard when you tell your story because you're so used to it. So there's, yeah, there's a little bit that you miss. But, um, yeah, that's why you're here. Exactly. And I, I need a... The hard question. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so... A couple of years ago, I made the, the Aussie squad for the first time and um, it was when I was in Canberra. It was actually, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was my last season in Canberra. Um, pre-hamstring tear. Yeah. I forgot about that as well. That's another, st- that's yeah. another time. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I made the Aussie squad for the first time and I remember uh, getting a call from Sean Flegler. Um, every time he pops on my phone, I just get freak out. Just freak out. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, what is this?" Because <laughs> it was super out of the blue. Like I'd, um, yeah, I'd been in amongst the like Aussie a stuff. Um, the I went to Sri Lanka on the the Shooting Stars tour, so I I had a little taste of of the Aussie colours, but never the the full, the senior squad members. It was all just the full second coat of arms. Yeah, it was the bench warmers team. So um <laughs> I was on the bench warmers team for a bit. And so I was, yeah, I was sort of just and I'd also come to the realization, this is I grew a little bit as a player here. Here's yeah. a little, little story. So when I was in those squads, I was so focused on trying to prove the selectors, trying to like thinking about, oh my gosh, like if I do this, I'll get a cap. Like super like blinkers, all I could see in front of me was an Australian cap, right? And that, that like, that affected my cricket very much. So because I would bowl a wide, and I go, oh my god, that's that's it, it. that's me. I'm <laughs> gonna have to retire now. I'm definitely not gonna get picked. <laughs> so, but genuinely, I would get it, and then that would sort of snowball, and then I'd probably bowl pretty ordinary because I was so focused on that. So. Um, I had a bit of a reflection and I sport, spoke to the sports psych about this and um, and we and Leah as well actually. Leah Poulton was, was really great in this and we just said, look, let's just not, you know, just focus on being you. Just focus on the process, focus on training. This is what you're doing at training. When you're at the top of your mark, you're not thinking like, all right, I have to learn this. If it hits the stumps, I'll get picked. You know, if it hits the stumps, then I'm on top of the butter. Like thinking about the process so much, then the result. So that moment and being in that headspace after all those tours, um, yeah, when this phone call came, it felt like it was just so out of the blue because I had been focusing so much of being out of that sort of headspace. So um, when I got the phone call and got told that I was a part of the Australian touring squad um, against New Zealand um, up in Brizzy with two weeks hard quarantine, pretty heckers. Back in those days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. then it was just like oh, oh my god moment. It was it was really nice because I remember Davey coming up to me in the in the um in the lounge room and I just like looked at him and I was like, and I told him and then we both cri- this is this is really cute but we both cried in the oh, lounge Davey. room just hugging. I know, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> we both hugged and cried in the lounge room and yeah, it was just like such a nice moment because I just thought oh how cool is this like something that I had been really working hard on not like not try not not trying but you know not trying to focus on the the result of being picked for Australia I was just really focused on my cricket and so yeah for it to be delivered like this it almost felt like it was out of the blue so it was really cool um and yeah it was awesome because it was the first time that I was a, a part of the touring squad and um Yeah, being in and amongst an environment as as a train on as a bench warmer, if you will. I'm still a bench warmer, (laughs) actually. (laughs) Fact is, I'm still a bench warmer because I haven't got the cap yet. So, uh, not that I'm focusing on the cap, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. No, but I'm just saying. um, I'm just spitting facts. Um, (laughs) Look, I've had things that set me back. Um, Anyway, I can't even remember what I was saying. Yeah, when I was in the environment for the first time, it was. It was, yeah, so surreal and um, I remember going into it, one thing that I really focused on was just embracing it and that that was my sort of like key word for the tour. I remember writing it down in my journal. I just wrote embrace in the front and if that meant hanging around until the last person sort of left the team room um, when there was a social gathering or something, it was just trying to immerse myself into the experience as much as I could um, without overcooking it. Like if I was tired or whatever, I wouldn't just overtrain for no reason, but I would just try to get as much out of the experience as possible and, um, you know, grab midge for a couple of hits. And, um, yeah, it was just, just trying to make the most of it. And it was really special. Um, and also it was really great confidence going into that Big Bash season because um, Big Bash, it fell right into Big Bash. So, um, yeah, I was feeling great into Big Bash. I'm like, this is it, you know. This is the year where I finally become more of a, um, not permanent member, but, I mean, someone who's often in the squad. Um I didn't i didn't get, i didn't play that tour, but i was I felt like I was close so i 'll take that <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, good confidence going to big bash, and I was feeling great. I think I bowled maybe the second fastest ball of the tournament go going off, in yep. yeah, slay, go <laughs> off uh, I was sending it I was absolutely sending it down there and um oh, and then we played the thunder uh the, no, sorry at Blacktown, great memories at Blacktown, I love blacktown, yeah, but we don't speak about that as the thunder um. Yeah, yeah, well, I was playing the Hurricanes and I was batting. We were struggling a little bit, so I'm all right, let's do this, you know. Go out there, be really proactive. Spinner comes on. I'm like mad. I'm going to come down to it, use my feet. De-de-de-de-de. Big swing, no ding kind of thing. <laughs> I do the splits to try to get back into my crease. I don't know what I was thinking. And I actually got bowled. Oh, I, I got, got bald. No, I got bald. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, and try I tore and my back. hamstring, <laughs> y'all. I tore it. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I tore my hamstring off the freaking bone. And you tried to keep playing, but I didn't. No, I because I got out. Well, yeah, yeah, I. So I got up and walked off because it didn't hurt. It I got it. up and walked off with my hamstring yeah, off the bone. <laughs> facts, spitting facts. Once again, I well because I had a little bit of a dodgy hammy for like two years. So I was everyone sort of, has something. Dodgy, I was yeah. used to it hurting. I was like, mm, whatever. Like. She aggravated kind of thing, and I got up, walked off, and there was like a moment where I was like, mm, you know, like when is it like your tendon like flicks over oh, your bone? Yeah, yeah. And, you're like, and like that's Ooh. not comfortable. Like when you have but a hand but then hem. it goes away. Yeah, because it's just like a fang. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, okay, like Hammy, what doing? Got up, walked off, went into the change rooms, and one of the girls was like, oh, you're right. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm all right. Like, it doesn't feel too bad. And then she goes, oh, I'm gonna, I'll get the physio, like, just sus. And I'm like, yeah, mad. And then I was doing all the tests and I was all right, except I couldn't grab my knee to my chest. Like it was just right, like okay. I could not do that. So she's yeah. like, look, guy, could touch my toes, do all that, like do a little squat, <laughs> like everything. Um, thanks to my booty for taking over. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I remember just like crying and being like, you didn't even let me run to test it. <laughs> like so upset that <laughs> she didn't let me run to test my hemi. And um, and then we went back to the hotel, and I had a pretty sleepless night. I didn't think it was bad because of pain. Yeah, holy, holy pain. But I didn't know it was taunt. so I was just like, like she aggravated, like what the heck? Can it just? Can I just sleep for God's sake? Um, anyway, rough night's sleep. Woke up. I was um, yeah, I was you know checking in with the physio. i like, yeah, man, it's a bit sore. Like, I had a limp. I remember I had to take photos for Ash Gardner, and I was um cuz she were she wanted the spikes. Some, yeah so yep. she had some spikes and she's like hey Mando, can you take some pics like for my website or whatever I was like yeah I'm on it so I'm like full on photographer mode Babbling I'm like <laughs> well no I was like getting down low squatting and like taking pictures and stuff and I remember it being like a bit uncomfortable but like it was all right and then um they're like all right let's get a scan I'm like all right on it all good like thinking in my head I'll be right to play next weekend kind of thing and then um, I get the scan. It's like origin night, actually. And everyone, the whole team. went The whole house yeah. went off. Yeah. The origin was on. Everyone was in, in my room vibing. And I get this text being like, hey, can you come to the doctor's room? And I'm like, mad. I like get off my, like, I'll be back, guys. I'll be like five minutes. I'll see you real soon. Just stay there kind of thing. Because like, it was so nice to have everyone in the room. Awesome. Yeah, it was wholesome. We're having a wholesome moment. So I just said, I'll be back. BRB, five minutes. Get down there. So uh, I you, hand me off the bone. You're going to be out for like six to nine months. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and obviously, up, no, 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 no. Okay. But basically yeah. that's how it sounded in my head. That's, that's um, all you
1: take away from those that's conversations. Like exact,
0: that's exactly how it went down in my head. <laughs> um, anyway, like so devastated because as I mentioned earlier, first time being in the Aussie squad in that setup um, and then bam, hamstring out for the rest of the season um. Yeah. I, yeah. It was ordinary. It was very ordinary times, and also not the nicest place to then be. Nah, well, stuck. See, the thing is, really convenient for me, and to be honest, I Dame didn't have. A, in there? I didn't have any drama going on, so like <laughs> I could just like live and be normal and not have to worry about um sleeping poorly um <laughs> because <laughs> of the drama going on. So, literally, yeah, and all the medical staff were there, so I actually did stay in the hub for um. Yeah, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, and Davy had just come in as well, so he was in, and I was there. Was like the nurse, the physio, like the medical staff. All the meals were cooked, laundry. Um, place that I'd probably go back to, that like Davey's mum and dad's. They had stairs, so like eating downstairs, living up. And I, I was like, I was hobbling. Yeah, post surgery.
1: I remember you came down to breakfast one of the days after your surgery, and we were all like, oh, like this is legit. She's yeah,
0: done yeah. No I got one had search. any idea. Yeah, keeping it low key. Um yeah, so yeah, had surgery, stayed in the hump for a bit. It was fine. Yeah. It was totally fine. I know that sounds yeah, yeah. really sarcastic, but it was all right. <laughs> and then, yeah, I um it was slow. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the hardest part was, actually post that. Hmm. Because when I the, also, the other tactic for staying in was basically just distraction. Like I would still be a part of the squad you know, I would go to training with the girls. We would do meetings. Like it was just like very fast forward life kind of thing. So I was like trying to distract myself for the first couple of weeks when I would literally do nothing. Um, so getting out of that was so hard because I'd just gone from like being in a environment where there was so much happening to literally doing nothing and sitting on the couch whilst like Davian or my other teammates were training or like going out and doing fun things. Like playing golf I couldn't play golf I couldn't do like cuz I went home for a bit to spend some time with fam whilst I couldn't do anything and usually when I'm home um we play golf and yeah I couldn't I couldn't do that so that sucked and that was just like that was the moment where I'm like oh my god like poops this is happening kind of and um and yeah getting back from that injury um it wasn't it wasn't easy but I think that sort of taught me how to yeah I learned a lot of things about myself and um And yeah, it was like a pivotal moment and it's also changed the way I train and prepare my body as well. I'm very diligent with my training since then.
1: I think like you pretty much came into that breakers environment straight after Hammy. You had a little bit of rehab to do, but we knew you were going to be back for game one, but it was like this person had come into our environment and literally elite training.
0: Spot on. Ah, Keep you round. You (laughs)
1: walked in and you were like, yep, my Hammy is back on the bone slightly, Yeah, but I'm ready to work bloody hard. And we were like, this is it. I remember when you ran like your first 2K yeah. with us. Absolutely smashed it. And then, yeah, debut for the breakers. Oh, it would have been debut for the sixes first because we didn't uh, end up playing oh, any games. Uh. Remember, we played breakers later. True, 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 true. So yeah, I think it, it stood out more when we got that baggy blue in your hands. The iconic photo. and It's like,
0: yeah, like <laughs> holding the.
1: That. It's on NATO's <laughs> Instagram somewhere. But that iconic photo, I reckon emulates as yeah. soon as you were back and ready to go
0: yeah that was yeah the way that I because I, I worked with um Benny Sopel who has done a lot of work with Pez and um yeah and I just learned so much from him and the way to train and so coming from yeah I, I was I was just ready for preseason. my goal was to get ready for num- first day of preseason so I could um not be restricted and yeah worked really hard and yeah I think that just set a lot of habits that I now bring into my training and, and the diligence and and the hard work because, um, yeah, I know I don't want to be feeling crappy and I don't want injuries lingering and I just want to get on top of things and try to be the best athlete I can. And and if I can do that, then hopefully I can bring others with me and hopefully we can create a squad that's unstoppable. Yeah. That's the goal. So that, that's my, that's sort of, yeah, the journey and, and that has shaped the way that I play and train and, um, and yeah, enough about me now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How good cool was that transition, you guys? <laughs> We're learning. <laughs> All right. The world
1: of cricket is on fire at the moment, I reckon. It's, uh, there's a lot going on. We've just had the Under-19s World Cup, yeah. and I feel like everyone in Australia got around it. Like We had some breakers players over there. We got to watch them. Oh, we, yeah, We, we had Claremore, Jade Allen. Jade Allen unfortunately came back yeah. with a broken thumb. She's good now. She's yeah, good now. She's, she's good. coming back. But
0: India. Led by Shafali. I know Shifu, uh, my <laughs> ex X Sixes teammate. Yeah, just funny gal. I love Shafali. Oh, yeah. lovely. Uh,
1: well, they won. They dominated. They they beat England in the final. We saw England beat yeah. Australia in the semi close game. I stood up and watched that game. I, that was the night I broke my thumb, so I Ooh. was in pain. And I remember the game being on. I was like, yeah. "This is my distraction. Yeah, yes, I you love needed that. distraction yes, in pain, sir. and it was the Aussie and England semi final. And I remember watching and. I was really nervous. I was like, "Yep, they've got it." Claremont's in. Ten, twelve is is doing the job, and yeah. it just it just fell away real quick. But saying that, England literally looked like they walked out there and they knew they were going to defend a total of yeah ninety eight. I they? think yeah. yeah, it was a a tough. Game, but saying that you've got to find a way to win the the ugly ones. So yep. they've done that, and then yeah, India found a way to to come over it. But yeah, Australia had some stars we've seen since then. Millie Illingworth, a little yeah speedy debutants
0: popping up here and there. She's yeah. gone and taken four for, for Victoria. Yeah. yeah, absolute queen behaviour from that. Like, I know there were so many young guns that yeah there were there were snippets on, on social media that I caught a glimpse of. And I went Where? You know, we're doing pretty good. The next gen's um, yeah. looking hot. At yeah, the moment, you're like, my contract's in danger. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, literally. But I like I loved it. I think the the New South Wales girls heading across, and then they just look like they had a blast as well. Like hearing yeah. some of the stories that Claremore has brought yeah. back. She's got an eyebrow and a slit. slit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's got to redo her slit actually. Um, but saying that, then we we lead into a. Pretty exciting little transition. I actually love that then the senior T20 yeah. World Cup is in Southampton. Yeah, Hager.
0: great timing.
1: They, the, they did that well, didn't they? There was photos of the England team watching the final yeah. of the, the under-19s team. I think that's so cool. Like, imagine sitting in the change room as a 17, 18-year-old and Heather Knight comes up to you being like, yeah. well, played. Like, you're playing yeah. for England. It is really special. It's actually incredible. I think. Love it. But it's
0: also really – it's awesome to see, like, yeah, an under-19s female World Cup. Like, that was – I don't unreal. think that was around when we, was, when we were coming – through the ranks so it's really special that there's so many opportunities for young girls to play cricket and and transition into a professional environment from such a young age
1: and not just the
0: main nations like we saw UAE USA they haven't yeah the USA team they
1: absolutely loved it I think seeing these nations that wanted to come in and have an impact and that just means that in future years they're going to be pushing for a spot in the senior world cup we're going to see different qualifiers we're going to see different associate nations coming to a world cup Proceeding, and I reckon it's
0: just going to be unreal.
1: Like, there's going to be spots up for grabs in the future, and this under 19 World Cup seeing that has just started it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also great that, that teams like that who aren't necessarily crickets, they're sort of nation nation sport. It's just really special to see that there's opportunities for them to be in yeah, amongst world-class players and, and other teams that are doing so well so they can sort of, you know, gain that experience. And then, you know, later on down the years when they develop a bit more, then they're sort of exposed to that um, experience early.
1: Yeah, we actually had a, a USA girl in for training the other day. She came in and did a bit of a, yeah. a session and she walked in and she's like, This section of our nets is the size of our whole facility. Yeah. And she was just amazed. But saying that, like, they're coming across for the fair break games. Like, there's so much cricket going on for them now that as soon as they go back and take that to the rest of the country, I mean, USA is a pretty big yeah, country. Come yeah.
0: Up, yeah. So that's Hey, it. y'all. Come and <laughs> no check accents. it out. This game called no cricket. Accents. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, oh dear. Hen, can you give us a quick <laughs> no. little rendition of your American accent?
1: Uh, just, I just sing
0: in country music tone. That's
1: all. No, <laughs> no accents.
0: No, it, it is really cool. Yeah. To see um, all these nations. Yeah. Just, just, you know, coming across, getting experience, as you said, the fair break and um yeah just just developing as, as a as a team yeah
1: and now the the t20 world cup has started it's i think we're about six games in now yeah. maybe eight there was two that happened like yesterday yeah but yeah nz yeah i was about to say it's, it's yeah tough. what's doing it's really hard because i went over and played um, yeah, yeah in the domestic super smash a couple of years ago and they bloody worked their ass off mm. they're such a good unit well they, and they've got benny as a coach Sawyer, an absolute legend. they've got experience like no tomorrow and i think it's just a a tricky period for them where maybe some players are taking on some new roles we've seen some shifts you know sophie devine going down the order is showing that they really need that stability down the order and it it just hasn't clicked and that's the hard part when you're these are really nice people i know they're trying really hard
0: yeah it'll click it'll click
1: yeah i think regardless of that
0: happens (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it really it, does. It happened to the Sixes uh, a couple years ago. It happened yeah. to the London last year. Yeah, exactly. This year. You know, it happens. Sheesh.
1: Yeah, anyway, um, back to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. It uh, will happen.
0: I think um, surely, surely it's going to be a bit of a rematch between Australia and India. What do you reckon? It's what really are you picking? Up.
1: It's really shaping up. I think the way India started, they did have a pretty tricky game against Pakistan. Yeah. Like it wasn't a walk in the park. Like they had to have Richard Gosh come yeah. in it and really finish off that game. And then. She is a finisher though. She's a bit of yeah, a she really showed um, the India series in India via yeah. Australia. Yeah. She worked. <laughs> Dang. But saying that, Australia and India are in different pools or groups, Group 1 and Group yeah. 2. So it's going to be interesting how that lines up. And especially the way that a couple of the games are going. Like Sri Lanka's won yeah. their first two games. Yep. That puts a spanner yeah. in the works. And I think that's the key thing for New Zealand, I was going to say before. Even if this World Cup isn't what they want it to be in terms of the semi-final spot, they've still got three games to go, three or – two or three games to go and that's a perfect opportunity to lead into the rest of the calendar year. Yeah. So, who's going to be I know we've had a couple of games to watch, but yeah. who are you putting for
0: some leading run score, leading wicket takers? Look, I think, uh, I don't know. I think look, Moon's just does it. All the she time. She just always does it. I hate bowling against Moon's. I so have no I think options. she'll just yeah. I'm going to say Moon's leading leading run scorer. She was the leading
1: run scorer, 259 runs at an average of six nearly 65 no. in a T20 World Cup with pressure no. on. <laughs> that girl knows how to perform. Yeah. And yeah, she was 20 runs ahead of Alyssa Healy the the opening combo yep. there, I reckon.
0: I, I Can you imagine preparing to play Australia? Like having your like your prep meeting and you're like and yeah you, might, you literally go to 11. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like Oh. You need plans for Darcy Brown. Yeah, you definitely you need plans. Do. Darcy just, yeah. She, well, she hit a full the last she, ball. Yeah, I think that's her first time batting in international cricket. Or maybe yeah. first boundary. Yeah. But I've seen Darcy hit bombs. Same. I've seen she can hit do bombs. it. All fastballers
0: have got the power. Yeah,
1: we're really trying. We've got
0: the power. Yeah, we're, we're doing our exercises <laughs> to get some yeah. power. No, but seriously, like, you get, you get Midge and Moon's. You got Ash and Pez coming in. You got Meg Lanning. You had Ray Chains. You got Talia McGrath. Talia McGrath, T Twenty Player of the Year. Yeah, all of these unbelievable players. I just can't imagine. Yeah, shaping up. I, I can't not see them winning again. No, they just—they're a squad that just knows how to win. And and we spoke earlier about knowing how to win ugly games. They're a team that they just know how to do it.
1: Yeah, whether it's ugly or not, they just win. It's as simple as it needs to be. (laughs) What about you? What do you think? Run scoring, wicket taking? I, I was thinking moons. I think yeah. just the, the form she's come off. And she had a little bit of a um, a niggle in the series against Pakistan, comes out the next game and puts four balls on North Sydney's roof. So yep. um, that's an indicator that she's fine. And I think in the bowling department, I'm really excited to see how Fatima uh, from Pakistan. I don't oh, think yeah. she actually really impressed me in the yeah. Pakistan series. She swung the ball both ways. Looked like nicking people off for fun. Yeah. And I think on some tricky wickets in South Africa, especially under lights. I haven't seen her play. She played under lights in Blundstone and didn't didn't just get the ball. You know, some days it just doesn't work. Yeah. As a fast bowler. yeah. But <laughs> saying that, oh Marisan Cap. Like oh home yeah. conditions. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. She's bit of fire in the belly. She
0: yeah, she's a very yeah she's and she's also someone who can also You know, come out and smash bombs and from a batting perspective, yeah. From I love it; it's so good. Like she is, she is like one of the world's most dominant all-rounders, and it's just insane. Like you can't have her down the order in that team. Her batting at three sets that side
1: up, and they they beat New Zealand, so they came back after their first loss to Sri Lanka. So yeah, yeah, they did. They they're level, sort of one yeah one from two.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's really cool to see that the. So many squads are just yeah. There's so many close games. The the overall development of women's cricket is just has just gone in leaps and bounds, and it's just super competitive. You never you don't see any um any. or I mean, you know, you do, but I mean, you know, not every game, no one gets. There's no dominant sort of teams. It's it's all very evenly matched. Yeah, I love
1: the way how in a World Cup proceeding, they're definitely sitting down and analyzing every team to their best abilities because they know that anybody. Whether it's for Bangladesh or, or Pakistan, can come out and win a game. Yeah, like we saw Aisha, um, I can't remember her last name, but she hit like thirty off twelve Bang. balls or something for Pakistan. Yeah, and I was yeah.
0: like, This is youngster like, coming a
1: bit a little yeah, bit later, a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, and it just shows that like no matter what team is playing, there's a you know we saw an, I saw an article this morning that they're f- facing up to a Bangladesh bowler that they're focusing on, and it just shows that yeah. every team has match winners. Yes, Australia has eight of them.
0: <laughs> Nine, 10, 11. 9, 10, 11. Hey, and 12, 13. <laughs> let's go. From the sidelines. <laughs> no, but genuinely, like, I think there's so much depth in Australian cricket. Like, it's you could crazy. send out the second 11 squad and they would give the World Cup a, a red a hot crack, which is yeah. really special. It's also really freaking tough as a player, oh. <laughs> knowing how competitive <laughs> it is. Well,
1: there's an Australia A uh, tour coming yeah, up Yeah, to yeah, England, there, is. There, is, there is. And there they there play is. the England side. So yeah. Watch out! There could be could be stuff happening. Last time
0: that happened, I was on that tour a couple of years ago. Oh, were you? We went to we went over to England last Ashes that they're in England. And, yeah, um, and we played a test. A practice a warm up test match against England in the whites. In the whites, <laughs> <laughs> never bowled that many overs in my life, and um. And we took three wickets in three days oh, and we dear. basically bowled the whole time and we got rolled twice pretty cheaply. So. I have heard
1: you guys had so much fun though.
0: Memories. Oh my yep. gosh. The best tour ever. Yeah. So fun. Okay. But um, yeah, but in terms of cricket, we just weren't on. We were just, yeah, weren't vibing it. It's tough. Yeah. As a bowl. who took the wickets? Um. <sighs> The well, Wello took one. Actually, okay. this was pretty epic. Wellow we had the, the short leg. HG was under the helmet. Oh, yeah. Good person to have under the lid. Yeah, she was on it. And uh, yeah, Wello floated up there and we got Sezi Tay, Sarah Ooh. Taylor, um, called it short square, silly square, whatever. short. Short. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, short leg. Under the lid. <laughs> yeah, under the <laughs> lid. And it was pretty epic. Yep, so that was okay. one, one of the three. Yeah, that one stands out. The other <laughs> yeah. two just happened. <laughs> yeah, literally.
1: All right, we did speak about fire in the belly for Cappy. We did. Unfortunately, there has been a a little conversation started in world cricket. Although Darnia Van Niekirk picked up in the IPL, da, sorry, yeah, WPBL, they didn't care. <laughs> WPL auction last night. Uh, we are filming this the the day after the auction. Yeah, it's it's tough. The two K time trial. Yeah, so pretty much, Darnia Van Niekirk has come back from a, a foot injury uh, just before last year's. Teach.
0: Did she also, like, break something or was that the foot? I think injury?
1: she broke her – yeah, she broke her foot around the pool. That oh, was the okay, yeah, the yeah, report. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of just before the 50-over World Cup in New Zealand. So, was planning to captain South Africa like she has done for the last couple of years yep. and unfortunately had the injury, has fought to come back into selection frame and has worked really hard, had a couple of niggles throughout that time and then reached a a sort of moment in that return to play where – South Africa have a, a sort of benchmark where your two kilometer time trial, so two kilometers fast as you can, has to be under nine thirty. So what's that? Four, four forty five uh, k. Is
0: it? <laughs> I think it's. Four I five. actually didn't do maths. Neither. As soon as I could drop it, dropped it. Oh dear. Let's I tried. just say you guys can do the maths at home. Under five no. minute <laughs> pace. <laughs> for our yeah, it is it's like forty. Four forty. Yeah. We really?
1: <laughs> Why did I even do that? Because I can't count. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. But oh my God! She's
1: just missed this massive <laughs> chunk of international cricket. Is coming back, is doing a rehab, and she gets told if her time is not under nine thirty, she will not be heading to first of all the series against India, mm. and if it's not ready by then the World Cup, it'll also be me missing yeah. the World Cup, and that has happened. She was eighteen seconds over.
0: Yeah, that's a toughie because like that they also tested it really late, so they really they must have thought she was going to get it. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have just asked, you would have just done it a while ago. and be like, yeah, yeah. yeah sort You're of missing it, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think um, I think from a cricket relevance point of view, I think like cricket's very skill based. So there's an argument there that the 2k doesn't reflect anything cricket wise. But I think in a sense it does because I think it reflects availability. And um, Sean Hardy spoke about this, quoting him here. But yeah, it re- reflects availability and um, yeah, you might be able to like go out there, play cricket, whatever, but how long can you do it for? And I think,
1: how long can you do it well for?
0: Yeah, exactly. How long can you do it well for? And I think that's what the test reflects. And, you know, and, and also from a standards point of view, if your captain's not meeting a standard, then what is that sort of set for the next gen coming through and the rest of the team as well? Like, do you just sort of drop your standards and then everyone doesn't really try and, try to become the best cricketer that they can be from a performance point of view. So I think, um yeah, the standard was set and it wasn't met and it's not like she didn't know that that's what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, you well and truly know if it's a benchmark that it's it's coming up and as well, I do wonder, we've seen it happen before in South Africa, Lizelle Lee, perfect example, did not agree or feel the need um, to reach these benchmarks. And obviously, as a quality player, I mean, she can yep. practice around the park yeah. at Blundstone. Gosh, oh my gosh. I've
0: copped the wrath of yeah, uh, LaZelle Lee hooking me for six swept. off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love being swept for
0: six, but... Even off the edge, it'll just go for, for six.
1: six. Yeah. yeah, Unreal player. And she's now shifted. She's come down, moved to Tasmania, has started playing franchise cricket more often. Yeah,
0: Is that the next step for Darnay? Maybe, because, yeah, she's been contracted for um, WPL, but... I mean, I don't know from from our point of view and in our environment and the the breakers here. I don't think that standard would be let slip. I think, um, I think as a teammate as well. Like, I don't want to see my teammates slacking off and not trying to be the best cricketer they can be because then you're not going to play the best cricket. And if you're working hard and someone else isn't, then it's pretty frustrating to see that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm again like. It's hard, though, because she's the captain, you know, and, yeah. and it's a home World Cup. It's, it's the ho- – I, I know. It's,
1: just, it's almost unfortunate timing for this to be the year they have yeah. a home World Cup and for this to be the situation that's happening. Yeah, the, the ultimatum timing is just like – it's, <laughs> it, it's a little unfortunate timing, but at the same time, I do hope after this – the squad really gets around her. I think that's yeah, the most I important think so. part is after this, that's your skipper, that's your leader. And yeah. it has been a tough little stint for her, as well as you've got um, Marazan Cap saying that, yeah, this is a, a tough period, and but we all love playing for our country. And yeah. I think that's the most important part. And... Yeah, I think the squad is definitely going to be on the side of let's let's get around her Once we they don't have to get back, they're at home. But yeah. once yeah. we we get back together as a group um, after this T20 World Cup and and go about enjoying and bringing this squad back together, yeah, for hopefully some future tours. I know okay. they've got a they've got a test match coming up. Yeah. Oh, so well, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, I think South Africa are playing a test. Yeah, match. okay, cool. Well, I think it might be against England again. Yeah, but saying that test match cricket takes another level of fitness. So.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I think. It yeah, it'd be interesting to see how she sort of comes back from this 'cause this is it's tough. Like to take It's a knock. Yeah, and, and the amount of criticism, the amount of talk that's going on surrounding it, like that's also really hard to filter out as a player. And I could imagine that, yeah, she's probably um, you know, struggling. So I really hope that her teammates do get around her, but I also hope that it becomes a bit of a fire in the belly and maybe that's the light bulb moment that she needed to um, yeah, to switch up a gear and um you never know, Darna could be uh one of those whacking players us that soon. yeah yeah could be waking uh very soon, um because of of the moment that that she's been given. So, um yeah it's it's not like it's the end of anything. It's just um it's just a yeah missed out opportunity of a of a home world cup, which is yeah pretty significant. But um yeah as I said you know. It's not not the end of it. Plenty of cricket to come. Yeah, plenty of cricket to come. Speaking of plenty to come, I reckon that's the the end of our
1: first episode. And also, there's still plenty to come. There is
0: plenty to come. Yeah, we have a special guest next week, as we mentioned. Hannah Darlington. The other side. The other side.
1: We're going to speak a little bit about my story. Yeah, I'm going to
0: shut up early. I tried (laughs) to ask you some questions, but. We, I know, I of just a, bit of a chat. I
1: did, yeah. I like it, okay. you had it nailed, all right, all right. but saying that, we've also got a, obviously the IPL, WPL, sorry, I've said that a couple of times, WPL auction yep. happened last night, so we're going to go a little bit more into we're depth. do some research. Yeah, about that, with obviously some key things that stood out, so we'll, we'll have a chat about that next week as well as just a little bit about my story, yeah. share some insight, Yeah, speak about how it all started, the fun stuff, Yeah, but
0: I'm actually, well, that was pretty I think cool. that was alright, yeah. actually, yeah, we'll take that, but um. Yeah, as we said next week special guest 10 and further on down the track we'll have a few more guests. Um we've roped in Phoebe Litchfield so hopefully uh she doesn't dog us. Um well we know where we know where she lives. Yeah. We visited her in Orange. We <laughs> we'll know where she your, lives. We'll
1: take your axe. You? <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> um <laughs> You've thrown me there. No, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) No, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, As we mentioned, check us out on socials. Um, If you have any feedback or if you want to hear anything specific, make sure you hit us up in the DMs. Uh, But, yeah, till next time, this is She's in the Game with Hannah Darlington. See you.